5-4-3-2-1. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA. We're going to be talking about 2022 and 2023 today. So let's get over to the fun. And first, here's a spot about Heech. And we'll talk about that in a second. Here we go. Gets in an elevator. Gets out her phone. And Heech takes over. Já chega de andar apertado. Faz a vontade para todo lado. Baixa já o aplicativo Itch grátis e tens a cidade na palma da mão. Ganhando um extra como motorista. Itch, basamos juntos. Okay, I don't even know what language that is. <laughs> but Heech is a ride-sharing uh, a ride-sharing app service, you know, kind of like Uber, I guess, or Lyft, and uh, they were the big winners, according to Adland TV, which is one of my favorite news sources. And so we'll get over to that. Let's see if I can. If I could figure this stuff out. There's so much going on here. I don't half the time know what to click next. But here it is. Heech. This small brand is the real winner of the World Cup with a cheeky hatch, according to Dobich from Adland.tv. Okay, the real World Cup winner, Vala Vam. Thank you in Croatian. Apparently, maybe it's a Croatian rideshare. No idea. But anyway, I did dig up a commercial that you probably haven't seen before. So the name of the brand is Heech, or uh, it could be Itch, Itch, uh, or something like that. Uh, you know, my name ends in T-S-C-H. So, you know, my, my grandfather came from not too far from Croatia. I know that. But anyway, back at, before the World Cup, Heech, I'm going to say Heech, reached out to, on Instagram to Zatko Dalic and manager of the Croatian football team. Why? To kindly ask him for a favor. Could he select his squad, uh, in his squad, a maximum number of players with IC in their surnames, such as Modric, Jovankovic, Orsic, Brozovic, etc. Because... When you read their names aloud, all that you hear is the brand name of each. It must be each, you know, H silent. Cheeky, isn't it? And thanks to the incredible run of Croatia during the World Cup, football pundits and journalists couldn't keep each name out of their mouth. On average, each was mentioned 178 times during the during each game when Croatia was playing, each also did its part during the competition and messaged the players to urge them to touch the ball even more. <laughs> so it urged on the players with the last, the right, the right names to, to, to touch the ball so that they would get even more mentions. Now, here's the most important part of this article. TV viewers rapidly made the connection and shared how every football game was suddenly becoming a huge commercial for each ride-sharing app. Each is ride-sharing app, okay? 
if we take into account all the mentions of players with names ending in each, earned media for each was stratospheric. 897,000 seconds of airtime. 135 territories on 720 different media networks for a reach of 3.5 billion people in total. This amounts to an equivalent of 5.3 billion euros of media investment with an absolute zero euro media buy. So... So there you go. That just shows you how some a little creativity can go a long, long, long way. Okay, thank you for that. Okay, returns rose dramatically year over year in the days after Christmas. So just as e-commerce increases, so do returns increase. I think, um, and this is by Ray Schultz. I don't see his name on here, but I might have edited it off somehow. Anyway, um, Ray, you might want to, you know, what we might want to do is, is try to connect that causation. Do people who buy online have a higher rate of return than people who buy at retail? That would be a great question. I don't know the answer to it. Um, so, I mean, we'd have to look back on what the year-over-year increase, which I think it was about 9% in e-commerce buying. Um, and But it says that it was a 19% increase or uh, let's see loop returns but loop returns only did 133,000 returns on Monday and Tuesday that's not very many so I'm not sure if this is a representative sample they say it was a 33% year over year but they could have gained a few clients and would have made a big impact down at the bottom of the of the article and I did highlight this all up and I don't see the highlights represented here but um it said that, uh, let's see, it said that Salesforce reported returns nearly doubled the week after Cyber Week year over year. And Salesforce expects that if over 1.5 billion orders purchase this holiday season, 13% of the total will be returned. So that isn't, you know, that isn't a huge percentage. But anyway, shoppers have gotten wise, and 57% of shoppers are willing to abandon a brand that provides a poor post-purchase experience. That's not so easy to say. Provides a poor post-purchase <laughs> Can't do it. Anyway, uh, and 96% of consumers read a retail return policies before making an online purchase. You know, back in the day when I was running a catalog, we had an unconditional guarantee. And we found that certain customers would abuse that and would try to return things that were totally their fault. You know, it wasn't a question of size. You know, they ordered the wrong size. This was imprinted merchandise where they spelled their own company name wrong. So we put some language in there because the customer service people were getting beat up, you know, and they didn't think it was fair to the good customers, and it isn't. So you got to be careful, you know. Uh, in our in our order in our uh, transaction analysis system, this is this is a, a clue for those of you who have programming transaction analysis systems. We also charge an order handling fee for returns, and so if you order a hundred dollars worth of merchandise and return it. And let's say there's a $15 order processing charge. Um, You'll have a net 15 
dollar uh, life to date gross margin if you return all of the merchandise. Um, even if we give it, you know, even if we take it back for free. And that keeps us from mailing you too many times when you're really a thief where <laughs> you wear the dress and, and then you return it. I've heard that happens with dresses. We were we developed that for for Bullock and Jones, which was a men's apparel, but it it certainly did find the problem people and keep us from recontacting them. And it, you know, very very helpful. Okay, business B two B sales. Oh, here it is over here. Here's the marked up one. <laughs> Darn it. Okay, B two B digital sales hold steady through quarter three. I've been wanting to get to Mark's article for a couple of days now. Um, total B2B sales generated from the combination of manufacturing distribution operations grew nicely in the third quarter. And uh, I did get some feedback from a couple of B2B companies that, that uh, 2022 was really a pretty good year for them, especially in the last half of the year. So I've been wanting to just say that. They focus on MRC Global, a 100-year-old distributor of pipes, valves, fittings, PFV, PVF. Uh, and other products, and uh, so their conclusion is that we think that 2022 was okay, and uh, B2B commerce will fare for the rest of, into 2023 and be steady to strong, but not blockbuster. Okay, so that's maybe more optimistic than a lot of them. Uh, and so I've been wanting to get to that. Okay, also I wanted to touch on this Ritson put up a, an article, Ritson's Top 10 Marketing Moments of 2022. Um, but what it really was was an intro into a, a, a whole bunch of videos. I think I have one somewhat queued up over here. Let me see if I can get to that. Um, let me see. Yeah, here it is. Nope. This isn't the playing one. The playing one is down here, and it's going to be almost impossible for me to get to that. So we'll just suffice it to say that all of these links that I've included in the article, which I will put up on the site, all of these links um, will get you into videos or articles of Mark's, and many of them I've talked on already. Uh, he talks about how Musk, you know, first he said, well, we're going to have a 16 or a $20 fee for, um, for blue checks on Twitter. Because we have to get some money besides advertising money. I think the the actual reason, and I said this at the time, was more to, you know, if you've got an army of bots, you're not going to want to pay $16 a month or $20 a month for uh, for legitimizing your bots, right? So you, you probably go without blue checks. And so it's one way to track the bots. And even if you do pay for your bots, you know, you're you're not going to set up a, a unique bank card for each bot, probably. Uh, so it it reveals the bots a little bit to put a real transaction in between the bots and Twitter. Um, but you know, he tweets out, "Well, I think we'll charge 20. What do you think of that?" And then he decided to charge eight. Maybe he was anchoring, Mark. So that you'd think that the $8 was a real value compared to the 20 that he was talking about. That's called anchoring in negotiation. It may be what he was doing. He's a pretty sharp cookie. So I think, you know, but anyway, Ritson ties into Musk for that. Yeah, and M Musk has also probably got a bigger net worth than Mark Ritson. 
no offense, right? But, you know, so many of these marketing theorists are just that. Um, uh, and so BrewDog, we, we did cover that one. BrewDog talked, uh, they did all kinds of things that got them a lot of attention because many of them were somewhat hypocritical uh, of their behavior in the UK uh, compared to their behavior in Qatar. Um, TikTok, you can't beat TikTok by becoming its clone. Uh, we also talked about that one a little bit. Uh, he said that data shows that the internet uh, sales as a proportion of overall retail sales are now at the same point they would likely have been if COVID never happened. You know, people still like retail and all those things that, you know, we're never going to go back to retail again and all that. We're never going to go back to the office again. Yeah, people are going back to the office. I'm still here at the office. Um, it's the boring brown line of continuity. In general, things don't change very much. The way they change most is the old guard dies off and a new group of people who has no idea what the old guard is even talking about comes in and you know things change that way but it takes generation a generation or two okay he said russian brand ex exodus he was talking about purpose and how it should cost you something and um you know a lot of these brands lost a significant por portion of their sales you know five percent or ten percent of their sales just like that by pulling out of russia so um if you want to look at purpose costing you something, this is where you need to look at the brands that pulled out of Russia. Okay. And he ends with stagflation. And I did watch that entire one. That was about 50 minutes. So there's quite a bit of, uh, of content organized around this. You have to register to get it. It took me a couple of tries, but I finally went to Chrome and then it let me in. Um, so I registered as as the president of the WDMA and which reminds me that we have our special going on right now that if you join the WDMA you will receive free consultation calls depending on how much <laughs> if you have a corporate one or an individual one but if you'd like to talk to me and you feel a little you know you feel like it would be a little bit um, of you know of taking advantage well this is a way to contribute something and encourage this content and also get some questions directly asked. So book a time and join the WDMA and we'll have a little conversation. I think that'll be a lot of fun. So bye-bye. Have a great day. Happy New Year.